You are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Wednesday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Sports Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade, and after you get done listening to the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, you have to check out the Locked On Big Ten podcast. There is simply no better place to get all the news on the Big Ten conference than with Nate Dickinson in the Locked On Big Ten podcast. Follow the Locked On Big Ten podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast app. And on today's show, I know the last two days we had Matt Purdy on, really enjoyed that interview. We do have a lot of news to get into today, though. A lot of Iowa basketball um, recruiting news, some Iowa football recruiting news, some interesting assault news that we need to talk about. Women's basketball got to commit. We also have the NBA draft we still haven't covered yet. And then we have realignment talk. So we're going to try to get through all of it today. I also want to do a fun little exercise ranking the most draftable Iowa basketball players um, in order 1 through 13. We're going to do that on today's show as well. So, with all that being said, it's Wednesday. Let's get into it right now. As you all know, Luca Garza was drafted by the Pistons. Joe Wieskamp was drafted by the Spurs. And while that was really exciting, all of a sudden, Tyler Cook was waived by the Pistons. The Pistons are an interesting team. Last year, very, very, very young team. And they have quite a few centers on their roster today. Uh, Jaleel Okafor, Mason Plumley, Isaiah Stewart, and they drafted another center as well, Balsa Kopravica out of Florida State. So Luka Garza is going to have a tough time, not necessarily a tough time, but going to have his hands full uh, trying to get a spot on that roster. But what Luka Garza does is not what any of these other guys do. Jaleel Okafor is an atrocious defender. Mason Plumlee is good, but he's aging. Um, Isaiah Stewart uh, is likely going to be the starter, but he has he's a little bit undersized at six foot eight, two hundred and fifty pounds. So there is a big opportunity here for Luca Garza at that center spot to be able to try to make an impact on this team. Um, summer league is going to be a big deal for him as well to show off. Can he play defense at the next level? Can he work in a pick and roll situation? Can he shoot the three as well as he did at Iowa? That's going to be huge. When I look at when I look at their roster, the Detroit Pistons roster from last year, not a lot of good three-point shooters on that team. You have Corey Joseph, who is, I believe, no longer. Let me check the roster real quick. Yeah, Corey Joseph isn't even on the roster. He had a good three-point shooting percentage. Uh, let me see. Yeah. We have... Hamidou Diallo, who shot 39% on two attempts a game. We have Wayne Ellington, who shot 42% on six three attempts a game. And that is, we have Frank Frank Jackson, who shot 40% on almost four attempts. So, not a lot of Big three-point shooters on this team. Um, and I, I forgot one other player, Sadiq Bay, who shot 38% on seven, almost seven threes. None of those guys are big, big men, right? They're not Luka Garza. Sadiq Bay is six foot seven. Uh, Frank Jackson is a guard. Um, when you, you know, across the board, Wayne Ellington is a guard as well. 
Um, and then Seiko Domo is two, six foot eight, 230 pounds. Luka Garza is six foot 11, 242 pounds. He is going to be a matchup nightmare, in my opinion, for a long, for a young Detroit Pistons team. There's really not a much better landing spot for him than with the Detroit Pistons, who are trying to see all these young guys kind of gel. I think that's a great opportunity for Luka Garza. Joe Wieskamp going to the Spurs. I absolutely love it. Uh, the Spurs, if you remember, had Danny Green on the roster for a significant amount of time. Danny Green was a big-time player coming out of North Carolina, went in the second round to the Spurs, and that was a career-changing move for him. Um, I should say he didn't actually go in the second round to the Spurs, but he ended up going to the Spurs after being drafted in the second round and bouncing around a little bit. And now Danny Green is it makes quite a bit of money in the NBA because of his three-point shooting percentage. For the Spurs, he shot 37%, 44%, 42, 41, 41, 33, and 37% and 36% in his career for the Spurs. He also brought it on the defensive end of the game as well, which I think will be interesting for Joe Wieskamp. He has the athleticism to do that, but hasn't always been the best defender. Can he utilize his athleticism? And without him having to be one of the primary guys on the team, can he lock it down there? I think he has the ability to, and then he has the ability to shoot the three ball. That will make him last in the NBA. Heck, even Kyle Korver tried on D, but wasn't really a good defender and last in the NBA a significant amount of time just because he could shoot the three ball. So that is a perfect landing spot for him. And when I look at this roster, it makes even more sense as well. As a team, all right, as a team, this San Antonio Spurs team shot 35% last year from three. Patty Mills shot 37%. Rudy Gay shot 38%. And no one else shot better than 36% from three. That is not going to get it cut in today's basketball. It just is not going to work. Having a Joe Wieskamp there is going to be a huge asset to them. And you better believe he is going to get playing time this year simply because he is a long and lean guard forward, you know, more like a guard who can shoot the three ball very well. So I'm really excited to watch that. Um, he's actually already started to play in the NBA. He's had the NBA Summer League, which kicked off yesterday. He played 25 minutes of playing time, went two for eight from the field, 0 of four from three, but had a nice little baseline jumper. Also had three rebounds, two assists, one steal, and two turnovers um, for minus seven plus minus, which is actually one of the lowest plus minuses on the floor that day. He is back on the court today at 7 p.m. Eastern time and back on Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern time as well. So these are good landing spots. I'm excited for both these guys. Um, I think it's going to really help them in terms of their career. Uh, a lot of a lot of those second round picks, a lot of it is really where you fall or where you end up at um, in your career as opposed to where do you go in the draft um, with those non-guaranteed contracts. But really excited to see what Joe Wieskamp can do. He definitely has some great sticking potential. And I think Luka Garza going to the Pistons allows Luka Garza to have some great sticking potential as well. Um, hopefully getting some sets in there that are going to work for him offensively. And if he can be even just an average defender, that's going to be better than some of the guys they already have on the roster. There's a reason why the former top five draft pick, Jaleel Okafor, has jumped around so significantly. He's just so atrocious on the defensive side of the basketball. 
Coming up on segment two, I want to get into odds and ends. And what I mean by that is we have a lot of recruiting news across all the major sports. Let's cover it all right here on the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast. Before we get to any of that, though, I do want to tell you about betonline.ag, the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at betonline.ag. Get all the latest nudes, odds, and infos for all of your sporting needs, including MLB, UFC, Olympics, NFL, and college football. So before the next pitch or the next gold medal race or the next snap for football, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and sign up for a free account today. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoffs for the gold medal and beginning their season. Head over to the website, get that free account, and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, y'all, we are back for segment two of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, and we are getting into odds and ends, lots of news around the recruiting world, and hopefully we're going to get some really big news from a football team perspective later on in this week, so I'm really excited about that Starting with basketball, though, um, three of Iowa's top recruits have made their decisions a little bit more clear. They're Aiden Shaw, Tyler Nickel, and Kyle Filipowski. All three of these guys have been big-time targets for the Hawks. Aiden Shaw is a little bit more recent of a target, but Iowa has come on strong as of late, and clearly they've made quite an impression on him. So, he actually announced a top six. Um, Tyler Nickel announced a top five. Meanwhile, Kyle Filipowski announced that he was committing to Duke. So that was that was definitely unfortunate to see that it was definitely a big target for Iowa. But um, if they could land a Tyler Nickel or an Aiden Shaw, that would be totally okay at this point. That would actually be, in my opinion, huge. If they get one of those two guys, Aiden Shaw is a top 75 player, 51st in the nation, according to 24-7 Sports. And he is, again, between Iowa, he's between Maryland, between Missouri, Oklahoma State, and let me list, yeah, sorry. Oklahoma State, Arkansas, Missouri, Maryland, Kansas, and Iowa. Um, He has taken visits to all those except for Arkansas. Um, with Iowa being his second most recent visit outside of Maryland. Um, Kansas has been probably the biggest, most uh, projected place for Aiden Shaw, but the six foot eight, 190 pound forward um, clearly does think highly of Iowa. So they are still in the race for his services, and that would be absolutely huge if they could get him. Tyler Nichols is an interesting one because he is a guy who is starting to get recruited by several a lot of big time teams across the board. He has 18 offers at six foot eight, 210 pounds out of Virginia. He has an offer from North Carolina. Anytime you get an offer from North Carolina, you have to be considering it. He currently has Iowa, LSU, NC state, North Carolina, and Virginia tech in his top five. And apparently it's down to Iowa and Virginia tech, Virginia tech, having that draw being in state, but Iowa has been really harping on what he can do in that offense, similar to a Joe Wieskamp type of role. Look at Joe Wieskamp now. He's in the NBA. So why wouldn't you want to look at that, especially with Iowa having so much success as of late? That would be a huge addition for the Hawks. Um, 
80th player in the nation, according to 24-7 Sports. Again, a really big opportunity for the Iowa Hawkeyes if they could land Tyler Nickel. And Kyle, Kyle Filipowski did commit to the Blue Devils. That was... Not completely unexpected. Once he got that offer, he kind of knew he might be going there. Um, the six foot eleven, two hundred thirty pound center, top forty prospect in the nation. Uh, again, Iowa was hard on or was uh, very high on him, but once Duke, once North Carolina offered him, it was pretty much game over um, at that point. Moving on to Iowa women's basketball, they get their first commit in the class of twenty twenty four. Cali Levin out of Solon. Um, Solon. Gosh, I don't know how to say Solon or Solon. Uh, I think it's Solon. I'm I'm from Iowa, and I can't say that the town name, so I apologize. Uh, we never played them in sports, but Cali Levin out of Solon, uh, class of 2024. Um, again, Iowa is just doing a phenomenal job of keeping those in-state kids in state. They are really going after that Iowa attack team, um, the AAU team. They're trying to you know get those girls on the Iowa basketball roster, and it just keeps continuing for Lisa Bluter. It has now become a thing where t- you know. These women, these young, these young girls are jo- growing up wanting to join Lisa's team. That's how big of a deal the Iowa women's basketball team is, and is very excited to see them already get a commit in the class of 2024. From a baseball perspective, uh, Will Christofferson transfers from Michigan State. That is going to be a big addition to the roster for the Iowa Hawkeyes because Jack Dreyer signed with the Dodgers. Um, so good luck to him. Also, Jackson Vines and Jack Guzik are no longer on the roster. They are not. They're not big-time contributors. I'm sure that had something to do with it. I don't know if they transferred. I just know that they are not on the roster at this point. From an Iowa football perspective, there's a crystal ball for Jay-Z and Patterson to go to the Iowa Hawkeyes. He is expected to commit possibly this week. That's That would be amazing and such a big win for the Iowa Hawkeyes, who have kind of struggled a little bit as of late. A top 500 player, according to the composite, a 65th ranked running back out of 24-7 sports out of Deerfield Beach, Florida. Rivals has him a bit higher, but right now there's a crystal ball for eight going to Iowa. I think he's choosing between Iowa and Marshall at this point. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't go to the Hawks, who have been very high on him since they started recruiting him about a month ago. So expect a commitment possibly this week. We also have another commitment from Brian Allen, a defensive end deciding between Illinois and Iowa. He is making his decision on August 10th. So in just a few days, we're going to find out if Iowa could get two recruits that will hopefully change some of the narrative about this class. Um, Iowa making a surge uh, later on in the summer. Uh, not like we expected, but nevertheless, very excited about it. And then finally, there was an interesting development on the Jordan Bohannon case. There were assault charges pressed, and it was against a former Iowa State lineman. So all of that crap that kind of came out, again, I I have been in support of Jordan Bohannon since it came out um, about what probably happened. I think when you look at this and it, you know, you read a former Iowa State player has been arrested in connection with the assault – you read a little bit more about what you know went down according to the police report. You start wondering what the heck happened there, um, but clearly it was not appropriate, and hopefully justice is served um, for you know Nicholas Crone, the former Iowa State lineman out of Nashville, Tennessee, um, after attacking Jordan Bohannon. Um, never violence is never the answer, and the fact that he attacked. Jordan Mohannon, whether it was unprompted or not, still not okay. Um, so interesting to see that all come out. 
And uh, yeah, that, I thought that was just a really interesting news. And then finally, on the realignment talk, uh, there were some interesting rumors about Kansas. We can talk more about that tomorrow. But just again, I want to remind everyone that there are going to be a lot of people with, in air quotes, sources who say they know what's going on and they have zero freaking clue. So until it actually happens, don't trust anything. So just be just be aware of that. Be careful of that um, when you know getting excited or not getting excited about certain reports. That is going to be um, it's going to be a lot of rumors coming out the next next couple of weeks, and the next couple of months until things are actually finally decided. That will do it for segment two, though. Coming up on segment three, I want to go through our most draftable Iowa basketball players. I'm going to rank them all one through thirteen. It should be a, a pretty fun exercise. So stay tuned for that on segment three of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Before we get to that, though, I do want to tell you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market today. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. It comes in so many phenomenal flavors. They got sweet. They got salty. They got fruity. They have, I think I ran out of things there, sweet, salty, fruity, and... Overall, they're just delicious. But all these bars covered are covered in 100% chocolate, and they are healthy for you as well. Between 17 and 18 grams of protein in each of these bars, 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. All these flavors, all tasty, all healthy. And this is the official bar of the USA track and field team. If they, you can use it, why can't you? I use it every single day. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. And you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, y'all, we are back for our third and our final segment of the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Lockdown Sports Network. And on segment three, I want to do kind of a fun exercise. We all know, or maybe we don't all know, but Keegan Murray is getting a lot of love as a first rounder going into this season. As a true freshman, he had a very good season, but not one that makes you think, holy crap, he's going to go in the first round. But I think overall, scouts loved his athleticism. They loved his hustle. They loved how he could do it all on the court, and he could be a really interesting chess piece at the NBA level. So he's already getting first-round buzz. What I thought was interesting about that is Iowa has a lot of players on this roster who could develop into an NBA player, may not, but I thought it would be interesting to rank them for a projection of could they be in the NBA, what is the chances of that um, I think some of you are going to find some of my selections interesting. Some of you are going to find some of them obvious at times, but we're going to talk through that right now. Who are the most draftable Iowa basketball players at the end of their careers? I'm ranking them all one through 13. Let's kick it off with number 13 though. And that is Austin Ash. I'm going through just scholarship players. So Austin Ash at 13. Um, this one, not to be rude to Austin Ash was a bit easy. Uh, first time scholarship player for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Really excited um, that he was able to get a scholarship as opposed to transferring out of the program. However, he is not expected to play a significant amount of time. Might come in to just you know shoot a few threes, but he is not going to be a major player on this Iowa basketball team. He's also not going to be playing in the NBA. He is the 13th guy on this roster. I would be shocked. I would be so shocked, I should say, if he ever made or was drafted by an NBA team. So that is my 13th player. Number 12, shouldn't probably shock you either, Connor McCaffrey. He has a better future in the MLB. Connor McCaffrey is a good college-level guard. 
but they're not teams aren't going to want a guy who can't shoot the ball, who doesn't drive and doesn't play the, you know, the best defense around. He's a great passer, has great vision, that will not get you far. NBA teams are not calling for Connor McCaffrey. Number 11, this one might shock y'all. Jordan Bohannon. And this is not a slight at Jordan Bohannon. This is actually more about the potential of the other guys on the roster. I think when you look at Jordan Bohannon, 6 foot 1, 175 pounds. He's not quick enough to play the point guard at the next level. He is not able to defend players with that kind of athleticism at the next level. He does have the shooting ability, but that is not he is not an NBA caliber player. He's a, a great college player. He's going to go down as one of the best in Iowa Hawkeye history. But from a statistics standpoint and everything he's done for the team, but he is not an NBA player. Number 10. This is where it got kind of interesting. I would say I would say three through ten. You can mix this up quite a bit. So this part got a little bit interesting for me. Number 10, Josh Ogundale. I'm actually gonna make sure I'm pronouncing that correctly because I I've had him on the show before and I somehow managed to mispronounce him each and every time. It's Josh Ogundele. Sorry, I should say that. Josh Ogundele, um, the 6'11", 245-pound sophomore forward out of England. Um, he does have the potential. He has the size. I think what will be interesting is defensively, can he bring it? But can he develop that outside shot a little bit more? Because teams aren't going to want just a banger down low. Now, he could get some time just because he is a banger down low. I mean, they had him on Kofi for a little bit. And that he played really good defense for about a minute. Can he continue his development? He's so raw, though, that it is going to be tough to make that kind of jump to the NBA after four years. Um, probably a guy who's going to be playing overseas uh, and have a solid career there as well. At number nine, I'm actually going Joe Toussaint. Six foot, six foot 190-pound guard. Um, I love what he brings from an athleticism perspective. I think defensively he's great. His court vision can be really good, but he plays a little bit out of control. I think his size is going to be an issue as well um, at the next level. So that's my guy right there. Right above him at number eight, I am going to go with Aaron Eulis. Aaron is a six foot two hundred seventy five pound sophomore guard. I know it's a little bit interesting because Joe is starting over Aaron at this point, but I really liked what I saw from Aaron. I believe he has a better shot than Joe Toussaint, which will be helpful at the next level. Um, also, really liked what I saw from him in limited time last season. I think he has a better shot at the NBA than Joe Toussaint, though. The next one's a bit interesting. Actually, the next, I would say, three, because these are guys we have not seen play at all. At number seven, I have Peyton Sanford. Now, some of you are probably thinking, how in the heck are you putting a three-star guard here? But he's six foot seven, 210 pounds. He's active on the defense side of the ball. And he can shoot the three. Does that not sound a little bit like Joey's camp? I know he's not Joey's camp, but does that not sound a little bit like Joey's camp? That gives me the thought that he has the potential to make it to the next level. Simply because if he can develop that outside shot, continue developing. Because he's already a great three-point shooter at the high school level. He's got the size. He's a very active defender. Teams are going to want to see that. Teams are going to want that at the NBA level. That could be a second-round pick or an undrafted free agent who is able to make a roster because he can shoot. At number six, this one was kind of tough. I'm going to go with Riley Mulvey, the six foot eleven, 230-pound freshman center out of New York. He is a kid who has gotten a lot of praise for the defensive side of the ball. 
He supposedly can shoot the ball well from outside as well. That, to me, reminds me a lot of Luka Garza. Now, I don't want to compare him to Luka Garza and say he is Luka Garza, but you're 6'11", 230 pounds. You're active defensively. If he can be a better defender than Luka and can develop a decent shot, that's a guy to watch out for at the NBA level. At number five, we have Keegan's brother, Chris Murray. Chris Murray, we have seen play very limited minutes to this point, but Chris Murray is a six foot eight, two hundred and five pound forward, and supposedly, it's not that far away from Keegan and Chris. They're very similar players. They do have different styles. Now, one's a slasher, one's a shooter. But Chris is supposedly, if I remember correctly, Chris is the shooter, whereas Keegan is the slasher. When I talked to his dad, I could be getting that mixed up. Either way. Both these players have great size. They clearly have great athleticism, and it was not that big of a gap between Keegan and Chris last year. It was simply a numbers game where they just didn't have enough spots. They have enough spots this year. Chris Murray is going to make an impact. I expect him to actually rise up draft boards and possibly rise up my draftable list as well. At number four, we have Philip Robracha. Philip Robracha, the transfer player um, with an NBA pedigree. What I think the only issue I think I see with Philip Robracha at this point is just general size and the competition he's played against. Can he do it at, against a big 10? If he can, he should be on radar. Six foot nine, 225 pound, can shoot the ball well. If he can do it against big 10 teams, I expect him to be on NBA radars. That's why he is number four. And honestly, he probably should be number three, but I put Tony Perkins at three. And I just, I really love Tony Perkins' game. Six foot, 485 pound guard. He can shoot okay. He's great at driving the, you know, driving to the basket, and he is a very, very good defender. So Tony Perkins to me is a guy who could be, if he continues that shot, could be a three and D type of guy at the next level. And that's what I, you know, when you look at guys, you either need to have a just a supremely talented basketball player or a guy who can fill a niche. And to me, that big niche that a lot of Iowa players could possibly fill is that three and D role. Last year he didn't shoot the three at all. So but he also didn't have a lot of opportunities to. Does he have an outside shot? Can he develop an outside shot? He's very explosive, can get to the rim, and plays very good defense. If he can develop that outside shot, I think that would give him a better chance of making it to the NBA. Number two is Patrick McCaffrey. Patrick McCaffrey, I think, is going to surprise a lot of people this year. Patrick McCaffrey, I felt like last year, was just on the verge of breaking out. He is so athletic, able to get to the rim. He just wasn't able to finish the way I would expect him to. Last year as a redshirt freshman, shot 43% from the field, shot uh, 30% from three and 50% from two. Um, but his athleticism, his size, 6'9", 200 pounds, there's a reason why he was a top 100 recruit coming out of high school. I think between him and Keegan, I was going to actually be very dangerous. They have so much size and length down at that forward spot. He is going to be a guy that I think will actually be able to get on a roster and could be a draft pick in a couple of years. Keegan Murray, that's the easy one. He's number one. Or to get in that first-round buzz, um, he is going to be one of the big-time players on the team this year. Um, he's going to end up. He's going to carry a lot more load this year with a lot higher expectations than last year as a six-man coming off the bench. Can he continue to improve his game? I have no doubt in my mind he will. That is my list of the most draftable Iowa basketball players. Let me know your thoughts. Who should I have changed? 
who should beware. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. 1 through 13, let me know. That does do it for our show today. I appreciate you all tuning in to the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. And if you want more Locked On content, check out the Locked On Bets podcast because betting on your team doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast app. And that will do it for our show. Please tune in tomorrow. And please, if you haven't listened to the Matt Purdy interview, I highly suggest you do that. Had a great time talking to him about the cancellation of, of four athletic programs within the Iowa Hawkeye sphere. We also talked a little bit about Hayden Fry and his memories with Hayden. He had a really great memory of that. So we had that show drop Monday and Tuesday. We will have another show dropping tomorrow and on Friday. And we have a very special interview um, with an Iowa Hawkeye commit coming up uh, so hopefully dropping that next week as well thank you all for tuning in please make sure to follow us on facebook twitter and instagram have a fantastic wednesday and as always let's go hawks